Hello and welcome to another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Arbenz, and oh man, what a day. Um, guess I kind of knew it was coming, but uh, they just canceled Kona. Dang gummit. Uh, total bummer. Like I say, sort of saw it coming. The Delta variant is causing all sorts of havoc. Apparently, because people aren't vaccinated, which I find annoying. Um, I'm not one to judge a person, and I'm a bit of a libertarian myself. You know, for me, it was an easy question. I went to my doctor, who I trust and I like, and who has a lifestyle like me and those of us listening here. Uh, wants to, you know, work out, eat right, take care of themselves, um, not have to take, you know, pharmaceuticals every day. And he knows that about me. And I said, hey, doc, what do you think about the vaccine? He said, get it. Get it right away. I got it. Uh, I looked into it. The research is sound. It's just absolutely in yours and everybody else's best interest to go get that vaccine. So I did, you know, four months ago, like most people, five months ago, whenever uh, it was really available. And least most people I know in my area um, although I have a number of friends both on the left and the right who haven't and I'm I'm kind of annoyed with them there's a number of reasons why um, you know I certainly believe they have the right I'm not crazy about the government sticking needles in people's arms but you know whatever your objection is I think if you just think about like a little kid who has you know maybe a serious health condition um, or an elderly person with a serious health condition, maybe maybe they, the older people can't, I mean, the kids can't get vaccinated and the older people maybe for some health reasons that they can't. Um, I just think, you know what? Um, I'm okay just going along the party lines here, getting, well, that's <laughs> the wrong statement. I'm, I'm okay with uh, just sacrificing myself a little bit here, getting this vaccine. And, and a lot of it was selfish. It was so that we didn't have to wear these freaking masks anymore and we could go back to restaurants and go back to normal life so um i don't know how this thing became political i mean a year ago uh donald trump was talking about the vaccine it's coming it's going to be here you know he's using that in his campaign um and i frankly kind of doubted him um but he was telling the truth and we got the vaccine he got the vaccine and then now a lot of his followers seem to think it's sort of a leftist liberal thing and i've known people on the left who are distrustful of vaccines and have always been and uh, i've had some folks over my house who i really like were telling me about the fact that they have a uh, they're very left-leaning moral objection to it and they cited you know moderna and big pharma and that these guys are they rushed it out to market and they're going to make billions off of it and all that so i'm not going to you know dwell on it but i'm frustrated because i think if people got the vaccine kona would be happening and i'd be able to go do the race that i worked really hard to get to so it's annoying that that's not happening um although i suppose some people would say that could have happened either way the thing i don't understand is why kona why iron man and frankly the state of hawaii 
like I think the state of Hawaii could have said a couple, done a couple things. One, I mean, I think the state probably, as a lawyer, I can tell you that I do think constitutionally, um, we can the government can require uh, vaccines for for certain um, things. I don't know if they can go into your house and stick a needle in your arm. However, I think like travel, like um, air travel, I do think the government. I haven't seen any good argument why the government couldn't require proof of vaccination for air travel, and I think that we should do that. Um, on a slightly different angle, I think Iron Man could have maybe possibly convinced the state of Hawaii or other groups like Iron Man to say, look, we're not going to allow any of our participant, participants to come to this race uh, to race if they're not, uh, they don't show proof of, of, of a vaccine. And that, and then maybe even a negative test if they were really, really clamping down. But I, mean, I think just proof of vaccination, the more private groups that do that kind of thing, for people who want to participate, you know, maybe concerts or whatever, the, the, the more societal pressure we'll put on people and, and they'll get these vaccines. And uh, hopefully this will, you know, straight flatten the curve again. Uh, gosh, I hate repeating all that stuff. But anyway, Kona is out and it's going to cost me a lot of money, which sucks. Um, thankfully, I had a VRBO that was really expensive and I had my mom my dad, his wife, Donna, my brother, his wife, my wife and kids, all nine of us planned to go stay in this VRBO in Hawaii and had paid $2,000 deposit for October 4th through 11th. Uh, we've got a rental car, we've all got our flights and now um, we have to cancel all that. Thankfully, the owner of the house, even though my uh, deposit or my uh, cancellation date was August 5th, he did go ahead and uh, tell me that he would refund the $2,000 I paid as a down payment, which was which was thoughtful of him, and I appreciated it very much. Unfortunately, he doesn't have any spaces in February, and so uh, I went on VRBO, and it was, I mean, this was like within an hour of Iron Man making the announcement and also... Um, rescheduling the race for February 5th and these put these houses were like disappearing uh, as you would expect people were freaking out like I was and so I ended up securing a house that's even more expensive quite a bit more um, and made a four thousand dollar deposit on my credit card thankfully I can cancel this in early January by early January so I've got a few months to maybe find something else but, you know, it's just a huge inconvenience and it's frustrating, um, mostly because when I raced Kona in 19, you know, it was just my immediate family who was there. Uh, of course, that was great, but I would have, you know, I wanted my, uh, you know, my other family members to be there. And um, they all kind of, I think, wished that they had been there. And... So they're all, you know, coming and they were all excited and it's a trip to look forward to. And so it's not happening now. So I guess it is what it is. Um, and it's funny because I'm looking at properties now as we speak and there's nothing left. I mean, they're all gone, which is, which is crazy. Um, so uh, I guess, like I say, it is what it is. Uh, the only saving grace, I suppose, the only thing that I thought that was positive about the whole, the whole situation is that I don't have to do my five-hour bike ride on Sunday in my, on my trainer or on my Peloton. So um, those those five-hour rides, I did a four-hour one last weekend, 
and uh, the five hour ones are just absolute killers. Four is, four is hard enough. Uh, I was looking at my running train I've been doing. My running's been great. I ran, so I had done four weekends in a row of double digits. So I ran uh, on July 25th, I ran 11 miles. On August 1st, I ran 15. August 8th, I ran 13. And then I ran 13 again on August 14th. And my so my mileage is really good on running. And then cycling wise, kind of kind of been taking it a little easy so if we were to go say you know kind of ended i did on july 26th i did an hour and a half ride and then i did my longer ones uh let's see i did a three hour on august 9th then i did four hours so i was just kind of getting into it my long rides and i was going to do i think three hours this weekend and then a number of five hour rides like a big i think i had two blocks left about eight weeks not even quite that till the race so probably five more five hour rides were in the cards and so i guess i don't have to do those now but i'll be doing those in uh december and january which i guess is not the worst time to do it although it's cold up here and getting into my garage is cold and i won't be able to do anything outside or very little outside it'll be raining miserable so <clears throat> my swimming's been great i've been uh swimming a ton I'm really on an upward trend. I've been trying to do, you know, have increased yardage every month. And so I, I had actually a pretty good month in January and then February is a little lower. And so then February, March, April, May, June, July, um, I've gone up every month a bit and um, been doing good. So I'm, uh, I don't know what my monthly total is. I'm probably at about 25,000 yards so far in August. And I should get up into the mid you know like hopefully i'll get to 35 or thirty-six thousand. i think i did about thirty-three thousand in july so uh, do, doing pretty good um two three days a week um you know 2500 to 3500 occasional you know two or three two thousand meter two thousand yard day and then a 3500 or 3800 meter day yard day so Training's good, and it's a little disappointing to have to kill this race. But overall, you know, it's funny because I, as disappointed as I was in the short term, within a few, you know, minutes or hours, I was fine. My mom called me; she thought I'd be all upset, and I wasn't. It was like, look, this just is how things go. And uh, you know, a lot of this has to go with some of the podcasts I've made recently about just just recognizing that uh, life is you know it is what it is and you're gonna have ups and downs and you got to roll with the punches and it might be for a reason frankly and the next that you know assuming this happens in february um it'll be even better and so far there's really no financial loss uh, official at least and um if i'm able to book a place that's in the same neighborhood uh cost wise you know there's be going to hawaii in february which if you live in the northwest uh, by February, you are absolutely dying for some <laughs> tropical weather. And it gives me an opportunity to, to race um, some 70.3s the rest of this year while I'm in pretty good shape. Um, I'm actually already drawn up my now amended training plan. I'm excited about that. Uh, do a little more speed work. I've got uh, the, the half Ironman, Ironman 70.3 Washington on September 19th. So that's in just under a month now. And so I'm going to put in a big block of, of, of 70.3 training, which will probably include just as many hours of, as Ironman training, maybe a few less, maybe not quite the five-hour bike ride, but it'll have some more intensity 
and I really like to, you know, get in the high fours, you know, 450, 445 would be awesome. If I break five, I'll be, I'll be happy, I think, but I'd like to get even lower. Um, so that's an opportunity. And then I just requested to defer 70.3 Oceanside. Um, and um, I'd, I'd asked to defer it because of Kona. Um, but now I'm like, since Kona's not happening, I could race a 70.3 in October, which would actually probably set me up really well to then jump into Ironman training November, December, January for, for going to Kona. So, um, you know, there's, there's blessings and it also allowed me to do a couple local races too, that I probably wouldn't have done because I need the, the longer weekend, uh, you know, those long rides and long runs and, a you know, a sprint or an Olympic race. It's not, you know, after I do that, I'm not going to have the energy or the desire probably to jump back on the trainer for three hours. And so, um, might allow me to do a little of that. So, um, you know, silver linings there, um, as it relates to, you know, uh, what's going on in the world, I am excited. There's, um, a big triathlon this weekend in Europe, uh, Ironman, I believe it's Copenhagen and Lionel Sanders flew over there and then we've got the Collins cup next week so we'll see if uh, Lionel can qualify for Kona at this race at Copenhagen then go kick butt um, although I'm not rooting for him uh, it, it's the Collins Cup I'm rooting for the Americans of course um, led by Sam Long and I'll admit I'm not too privy to the rest of uh, the American team um, I know Heather Jackson fairly well um, Sky Munch is another person who's on the team and then um but I, I can't say, it's not coming to mind who else is on the American team as far as the men goes. And then, uh, but the European team is definitely looking like the team to beat. If you're following the Collins Cup, they're, I mean, they're stacked, right? Like they have, um, you know, world champions galore, starting with Jan, then going to Patrick Lange. And then they've got, um, uh, who do they have next? Well, I know they took on Seb, Seb Keenley. Um, as their captain's pick, and then their female team is stacked as well. You've got, you know, um, Danielle Reif and, um, and uh, Lucy Charles Barkley. So those two alone, they are, they are uh, going to be good. So um, I'm excited, though, and that's something to look forward to. So, um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post on Instagram a little bit about the fact that Kona's canceled and I figured I'd follow it up with a podcast just to talk about it and, and just, you know, let people know that, that uh, you know, I'm fine and I believe these things happen for a reason and I'm going to use this as an opportunity to do other stuff this, you know, for the rest of the summer, which is fading quickly here in the Northwest, but also this fall and I'll be ready to rock and roll in February. So that's all for me this week. This has been another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time.